Chapter Five: Secretary to CEO. You know, if I'm being honest, it's pleasant to me that they're not questioning her ability to be an effective leader. That's that's pleasant to me. The city center offers them the ability to get upset at something else, as opposed to something about her personally. This is Al Long again. I caught him at his day job at a college in Kentucky. It's early October 2017, and our topic was his wife, Cheryl Long, the current city administrator. When you say that, I assume you mean anymore. They're not questioning her anymore, right? At this time, yeah. If the city center wasn't an issue, I believe they would absolutely go in. You know, you've heard the phrase "ham," right? You know what it stands for. Oh no, I don't. Ham stands for hard as a motherfucker. <laughs> okay. So they would go ham into her if they didn't have the city center to go ham into. And even though she, you know, meets and exceeds the qualifications, she's met and exceeded, you know, just with her being hands on and knowledgeable and every day gaining even more, that shit don't matter. And unfortunately, that comes down to the issue of race. In our opinion. Well, in my opinion. What can you... Hold on, I'll wait for the bell to stop in the background. That damn bell goes off every hour, man. It ain't gonna stop. Let me go in the building. In the Long family, Al was the political one. Cheryl stayed away from the city government. Cheryl Long, for many years, had worked in commercial real estate and managing properties. But in 2013, the job of mayor's assistant opened up, and Cheryl decided to apply. The mayor at the time, Dan Brooks, hired her, and when he resigned, she stayed on under the new mayor, Amy Bancroft. Al Long and I picked up a couple of days later when he was driving in the car with his daughter. I mean, did she like him? Oh, yeah, yeah, she liked them, but she just never participated in politics. She didn't, it wasn't her thing. She was always, Cheryl, you know, for a long time, you know, Cheryl was working on her her degree and, you know, putting so many hours into that property management thing. And then they made her a manager and then with the corporate trainer and then there was a merger at companies. She was just very engulfed in maximizing her experience in her her companies where she would not give two seconds about you know politics and let me do it do you have a sense of what she did for dan brooks and then amy in the office oh yeah from my recollection she ran the city you know because they were not full-time you know mayor is part-time so she ran the city what did Mark Fitzgerald, who's the guy supposed to be running the city, do? I know, right? I love Mark, but I guess he worked a lot of remotely. Mature learned through baptism of fire, you know, and handled a lot of stuff she probably should not have handled uh, because it needed to be handled. Did she complain about that to you? She never complained to me about it. I mean, she appreciated the experience. Never complained about it one bit. Mark's a good, you know, always been good to her and, and whatnot, so 
she never had reason to complain. And, you know, who, who is she to know when, you know, he's supposed to be there and when he's not supposed to be there, where he's working and what he's doing. She knew what he gave her to do, which she always exceeded. And she knew what she had to do when the calls came in. You know, citizens complained something had to be done. She'd get it done. I don't know. <laughs> that seems like that seems like the mentality of a young black woman to do the work and not complain. Whereas if it had been a white person complaining about a much older white man, I don't know. People might have listened to that. Does that make sense? Uh, I hear I hear what you're saying, but we are conditioned. I will say this: we are conditioned when given opportunities that we're very to stay straight and. Yeah, get over. We are conditioned uh, when we feel as if we've been given good opportunities to put our head down and work above and beyond. And, you know, one of the things I teach my daughter, you know, that's a little different than my son, they, they got to, my boys got to work twice as hard as everybody, right? Unfortunately, my daughter's got to go three times harder. You know, she's got the woman and the black. The boys just black and they're they're men. So you better believe that that's something that we definitely talked about um, when she had that opportunity. Just do whatever, shine, make your boss look you know good. Um, take credit for your mistakes, and if he wants to take credit for the successes, that's your boss. You do it and you keep it moving. Your time will come. Two years later, Cheryl Long's time would indeed come. The city would have a new mayor who was searching for her own administrator. Hiring a qualified person didn't have to be messy. It didn't have to be about race, gender, and power. But like many things in North College Hill, that is exactly what happened. This is Tear It Down. I am also the first woman to be elected as mayor for North College Hill, and that means a lot to me personally. It was New Year's Day 2016. Maureen Mason had been the appointed mayor since October after Amy Bancroft resigned. But now, two months after the election, she was beginning her four-year term. Although Mason had defeated her Change North College Hill opponent, the three council members also being sworn in that day all belonged to Change. One thing I have to say, uh, the people who founded our country, um, our form of government, established a balance of power, the administrative, the legislative, and the judicial. One branch cannot and should not control the other. The administration can't control the legislative branch, and the legislative branch can't control the administration. The balance has to be there. No one is 
completely in control. With a full room of onlookers, the council's main goal in the New Year's Day meeting was to pass the 2016 budget. Uh, first reading, Ordinance 1-2016, making appropriations for current expenses and other expenditures for the City of North College Hill, Ohio, for the period beginning January 1, 2016 and ending December 31, 2016. But suddenly, Change NCH Council Member Susan Whitlesbach pointed to the line in the budget for the city administrator's salary, and she said, uh, My amendment is to make that line item zero, and I, it is our intention and with the administration to fill that position. I feel like it should be in there, mm -hmm. but zeroed out until we have further discussion on what the whole process is going to be. The city charter gives council the power to set salaries and compensation. Having a salary of zero is certainly a possibility. But in the nearly two dozen pages of North College Hills Charter, there is one line that mattered to the council almost as much as the salary setting one. Under Article 4, it reads, The mayor shall appoint the city administrator with the advice of council. Shall appoint is fairly clear, but advice of counsel? That could mean anything. The charter does state with the advice from counsel. And as far as we know, we've only met with three candidates and we haven't even spoken to the mayor regarding either the three that she, that we sat in on those interviews. So we have no idea which three was her even choice. So I think that shouldn't be, that she should not be making that decision without us, her even discussing her three candidates with that. I read the charter and I did not find anywhere in the charter that it states that we have to have a city administrator. I believe we do need a city administrator. But I don't believe that anywhere that I One month earlier, Councilmember Pat Hartzell, who was the chair of the Finance Committee, sent an email to the others. Maureen called me on Friday, he wrote, and said she will bring three candidates to interview for city manager at tomorrow's meeting. Bring any questions you may have. Change Councilmember Renee Stiles was furious. Why did you, Pat, wait until Sunday evening to share with council, she shot back. How are we supposed to work together as functional elected officials when the mayor and Pat are secretly plotting meetings without involving council members? Council member Shauna O'Shea added, I do not believe the mayor can take over a committee meeting. We do not have an official resignation for Mr. Fitzgerald. How can we be interviewing for that position? In another city that was about to hire their most important employee, the mayor might have given her finance chair more than three days' notice. And the finance chair might have given his fellow council members more than a one-day warning. And there might have been some effort to make sure everyone could weigh in, to show trust and respect between the branches of government. But in North College Hill... Mayor Mason, when we interviewed these three candidates, did you ask me what I thought about any of these three candidates? 
Did you offer your opinion? I came to your meetings. Is, but my question did is. Did you offer any opinion on them? I was waiting to hear from you. My question to you, Mayor, is did you ask me specifically what my what my pick was or who I liked better or what my thoughts were about the three candidates? No, I didn't. Okay. I was here at the meetings. And communications is a two-way street. Absolutely. And nobody contacted me to offer any opinions or advice or any comments at all at the people that you interviewed. I didn't know you were that shy. As the Change NCH Council prepared to zero out the administrator's salary, Maureen Mason's irritation was barely contained. By making that zero, you make it impossible for me to have a city administrator in that in the position. By charter, we have to have a city administrator. So making it zero, council making it zero, you are going against what is in our charter. Then, Maureen Mason did a quintessentially Maureen Mason thing. She told the council that she had already picked someone. I'm prepared today to announce who uh, my choice for city administrator is. But I need money in there in order to have somebody in that position. You are responsible, it's on your shoulders, that we cannot have a duly named city administrator. The council voted to zero out the salary. Then, while they were at it, they emptied the finance director's budget, who was leaving at the end of the month. Who's going to be interested in taking that, knowing it's zero? Once again, I will state that we, in the charter, it states that the council will set that salary, and we have yet to discuss that yet, so we will discuss that and set that salary Three days later, there was a special council meeting to figure out the salary. This time, Law Director William Dieters was there, and seated between him and Mayor Mason was not one of the three people the council had interviewed weeks before, but there, short, thin, with her arms folded and looking as annoyed as everyone else in the room, was 35-year-old Cheryl Long, until this week the mayor's assistant, and now the city administrator. How many years has Ms. Long been a city administrator? Ms. Long has been, has not been a city administrator, but Ms. Long has over 14 years of management experience. When the city manager wasn't present, who was the person dealing with a lot of things? That was me. In fact, a lot of council members actually I have, I have been the one to step in to handle a lot of your issues. So when you're looking at Ms. Long, by the way, I am here. I have over 14 years experience in, in property management, which actually I've worked with over 10,000 units, which is pretty much the, po the population of the city. So I think you guys need to understand that from a management standpoint, I'm an amazing job. A lot of the people here, employees, they depend on me to get things done. And that's what I've been doing since I stepped foot into here. So when you think about the salary, honestly, the emotional distress that this pressure can put on a candidate, which it has done to prior people, you need to actually consider that in the salary as well. Well, and I understand that... 
As Councilmember Renee Stiles started to make a point about Cheryl Long's lack of experience compared to the other candidates, Long snapped back that she had something they did not, experience dealing with this council. The previous candidates had no idea how to deal with the council. Which sure should they be did. What what council council? Just, I'm not done. A council with the culture and the personalities that is going on right now. The one thing I can respect all you guys, and I've seen your standpoint of where you guys are coming from. The good thing about that is you could potentially get some candidate to come in here who could potentially buy time to be looking for something else once they get, once they get wind of the climate that we're dealing with. I am happy to come in here. I am happy to listen to everyone because I am not going to be shocked by anything. In talking to mayors, council members, and city managers elsewhere, I asked them what would be some reasonable qualifications for an administrator in a city the size of North College Hill. Management experience was the most common skill they cited. Behind that was government experience, and similar but not quite the same, political experience. Some people acknowledged that, given the size of the city, it would likely be someone at the beginning of their career. One person mentioned an interesting idea. How well does the administrator fit with the vision of the city? Where is the city going? What will it take to get them there? That's something voters ask themselves when electing a mayor or a council member. But a city government is more than just them. It's everybody. And the closest anyone came to acknowledging whether Cheryl Long fit with the city was law director Bill Dieters. Um, You have a mayor, and and I'll call the elephant in the room, you have a mayor that's chosen someone who I think is passionate about your city. Um, Based on what I've heard her say and the amount of communication that she's provided to you in this meeting is more than I ever heard the previous one give. She wants to do this job. She wants to make this city great. Um, it, and this has nothing to do with her abilities or anything. She just happens to be a woman, which I think is tremendous. And she also happens to be African-American in a community that needs that kind of representation. It truly does. As is often the case in North College Hill, controversies are about more than what appears on the surface. The appointment of Cheryl Long was about her, but it was also about the charter, about communication, about fairness, and about money. At the January 4th meeting, council members saw a proposal to pay Long $85,000. With benefits in retirement, full compensation would be around $100,000. The law director was quick to say that, based on what other cities pay their administrators, this was a fully reasonable amount. The problem was, Long had been making $40,000 as the administrative assistant. To the Change NCH Council, this was an astronomical raise for the top job in the city. The last time the council had to set pay for someone new, the finance director, they settled on a 15% raise because, like Long, she already worked there. A 15% raise for Long would total $46,000, less than some of the people she would supervise, and an incredibly low amount for any city administrator. That suggestion gave rise to a phrase the administration repeated throughout the next several days, funding funding the position position and and not the the person. person. This is what I was afraid of, that you would see that it was somebody within the city and 
you had interviews with three candidates that you had never met before, that you had no dealings with. You didn't know them at all. And this is what I was afraid of, that as soon as you heard that it was somebody from within, you would try to lowball them. And you seem to acknowledge that, yes, you had not given them the opportunity to talk to Cheryl Long, but you were worried that if they knew you had chosen Cheryl, they would underpay her because they didn't like you or didn't like her or whatever. And I see your reasoning, but I also see theirs. And I can understand how they expected to be a part of the process like the charter says, but you blindsided them. So why did you paint a big target on your back and on Cheryl Long's back by doing it that way? Uh, Them saying that I didn't give them chance for any feedback, they had all of the chance to be able to... uh, These people are not quiet and shy and have to wait to be called upon. I got no feedback from them, or very little feedback from them. They knew Cheryl. They had interacted with Cheryl. They they knew her. They had talked to her. Um, and so it wasn't like it was somebody from, you know, outside they'd have to be introduced to. It was somebody that they had already worked with. And But you could see how that's still incredibly surprising to them. I mean, even if even if I know somebody, if all of a sudden I realize they're being hired for a job that I thought was being given to one of three other people, uh, and I was supposed to be consulted on that, I would be a little upset. Well, uh, possibly, but it still boiled down to, it was my choice of somebody that I thought fit in with what my goals were, what my vision of the city, someone I could work with, someone who I could trust, And like I said, to me, I was surprised that they were all up in arms and and that they were so demeaning of Cheryl and any of her. She presented what her credentials were. She had had experience in administration. um, And they demeaned her by saying, oh, she's just a secretary. Her title was still administrative assistant. She was still getting $40,000 a year. And it appears to be a huge promotion that most people in other cities or in in private corporations wouldn't be able to luck into. So do you see it from that perspective of no matter what she's actually doing day to day on paper, it just looks like a very odd choice for you to make? Frankly, I think they would have been upset with whoever I picked. I know a lot of people up there think that I take sides and that I'm on one side or not the other side, and I've said this many times, and if, you, if you're up there and you're thinking that, you're just wrong. My side is the side of North College Hill. The mayor is right, okay? She's just flat out right. You had that budget in October. You've had a charter that has a city administrator, and since you've had a charter, to think that you are not going to have to fund a line item for a city administrator is absolutely despicable. It speaks of only one thing, politics or wanting to get back at people. 
You can make the argument that the council knew exactly what they were doing. They held the trump card that allowed them to set salaries, and the mayor forced them to play it. And just out of coincidence, you also put zero at the finance director position. Oh, by the way, those happen to be the two positions that are open that your new mayor has to appoint people on. And you all did it at the last minute. But I have a harder time believing that they saw this from every possible angle. In particular, from the perspective that all of the salary cutting fit a pattern with this council. A pattern of discrimination. You've had it happen twice now in a very short period of time. They both happen to be women, and one of them also has to be an African-American woman. And you have chosen not to fund a position commensurate with what the job requires and what the market conditions require. And you had a male who made a jump up a police chief. I grant it, he, he, had the, he had qualifications to get there, but so do these other two people. It doesn't take a rocket scientist or it doesn't take someone with a law degree to understand the potential position you're putting the city in. I'm just saying where we're coming from on our I point. understand where you're coming from, but I don't understand it, Pat. I really we don't. One, we have to be one. We will start behaving like one united force. When we do that, that's when we put the residents of North College Hill first, that's when we put the city first. Believe it or not, people do not want to invest in a brand that looks like a mess. <laughs> they don't want to have any association with it. But when they it was now 11 days into January, and the council gathered for yet another special meeting at the city center. On the wall behind the mayor, Cheryl Long projected a slideshow outlining her vision for North College Hill. They put the business of the city first, and that's what we need to do, work together. From my perspective, it was a well-intentioned pep talk, a way to say, we're in this together, something to give the council confidence in her. However, her tone... I shared my Outlook calendar with every single one of you. I have nothing to hide. I'm just ready to work. I want the same from you. Preachy was how one person in the room described it to me. Scolding, said another. Stick a smiley face on the end of it instead of a period. Let's change the way we're dressing with each other. Keep in mind, the purpose of this meeting was to convince the Change NCH Council to approve a salary for the new city administrator. Your job is the highest paid job in the city of North College Hill. Nobody, nobody in this city has ever started a job in North College Hill receiving the, the top salary right off the bat. But the council was barely phased, with council member James Dewald suggesting that her salary be conditional on her performance. I think a compromise would be if you was on a six-month trial period at a raise from what you've been doing, but not the top salary of the city manager. You fund the position, it's my appointment. You know, if I feel that she's not performing uh, up to what is expected, if I feel that she is somehow not doing the job correctly, then I have that authority to be able to say this isn't working out. But you need to fund the position. That's undermining her authority, undermining her respect, undermining her and that position, undermining that position, actually. 
Councilmember Mary Jo Zorb interjected. Don't you think those people would respect her more if they knew she could do the job and not just talk the... Not, any, it's, it's that walk the walk, not talk the talk. Anybody that comes in here has to prove themselves. You're but right. if you lowball them and, and not pay them a comparable salary, that's saying from all of you, well, we had to have somebody, but we don't think she's worth it. That perception that the council didn't believe Cheryl Long was worth the job stung some of the audience members. For nearly 20 minutes, a series of men and women, mostly black, stood up to say that, to their eyes, the motivations of council looked very different. What is disappointing to me is how she has been belittled during this meeting. And I understand many of you do not think that you have belittled her, and it comes across differently to different people. But when you call a master in marketing and art degree, that's belittling someone. Nobody hires, puts a job out there without a salary. I don't understand why it's a question once someone's been hired as to whether or not you're going to pay them that salary. But if someone comes in with that kind of energy, you need to take a second look and stop squabbling about some things and, you know, maybe she could bring some change here because uh, I think North Carolina Chill needs some energy. But give her the opportunity to try versus putting her down versus saying she may or may not be the great person. It's not economically prudent to fail to follow your law director's advice when you're at a meeting that is being taped. This is not 19, 1910. The days of slavery are over. The days of slavery are over. How do you think that affected those council members? I think they were offended. Um, I know they were offended. I don't think they were. Tracy Nichols, the current council president. I think um, they felt like it was um, an attack. And some of them, you know... They're flooding the audience with African-Americans. These people will never come in here before. And you probably won't see them again. Those are just some of the comments that we heard or that I heard. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, that was a lot of people. The news was called. I, I mean, who, who coordinated all that media presence and presence of commenters at the meeting? Do you know? I do not, to be honest. I really do not know. I do resent the fact that some people are trying to turn this into a racial issue. It is not a racial issue. Council member Jim Dewald. So because council is traditionally gets stuff at the last minute or is information's held back, information they're trying to learn to, to do their job better, that's a part of the problem that's been on council in, in the last year. But you people out here, you, you don't see that. You don't know that. And, and I understand that. The mayor and law director continued to beat back suggestions by council that Cheryl Long needed a contract with conditions attached to it. Council member Pat Hartzell seemingly could not understand why this wasn't being done. I don't know how to get this through you. The charter says that the city administrator is appointed by the mayor, serves at the will of the mayor, cannot be removed without the mayor removing that person. The charter says that you as council set the salary. What I'm trying to say is, I want a contract that spells out, I won't approve anything without a contract. 
what what's the contract in your going to do for you? Besides, that's what I don't understand. That's where I'm having the disconnect. Okay, a contract will tell you what the benefits are going to be, what the payouts are going to be, when it expires. It can't. It doesn't expire. That's what I'm telling you, Mr. Hartzell. It can't expire. It, it can't expire. I want one that expires. I, I, yeah, and I, I would like to be a Major League Baseball player too, but I, I don't have the talent. And we have a charter that says we can't do that. Why do we have a contract with the uh, police chief, the fire chief? Because he's not in the charter. He, he, he doesn't. He, it's not the, how it works with him. After two hours, Bill Dieters asked the council to go into executive session with the cameras shut off and the audience cleared. He said he had an idea he shared with the mayor that the council might agree to. After talking behind closed doors, the cameras turned back on and Dieters announced an agreement on the city administrator's contract. Um, but I do understand that um, you wish to enter you wish to go ahead and agree to a contract with Ms. Cheryl Long as a city, a city manager, city administrator, pursuant to the mayor's recommendation. Um, there would be a, um, although the contract would not have a per se ending date, the contract would have three dates that are of importance related to her salary. In her first year, the city administrator would earn $70,000, below what the mayor had wanted. In her second year, she would earn $85,000. And in her third year, 95000 The vote passed with five yes, one abstention, and one absence. The council member who wasn't there, Shauna O'Shea. I've struggled all day with writing things down on paper. I'm, I'm, I, I think best when I write and pray and write and pray. And scratch and write and pray. That's On January 19th, O'Shea gave a seven-minute monologue about how she felt about the city administrator situation. We, according to the charter, we have the right to give our advice. And that was taken away from us. She denied us that right. And we need to leave that in the past. But I'm concerned that that was her first act as this city's mayor. And as I watched the January 11 video, I first watched it and I was, I was angry. And then when I stopped and I, and I just, I walked away from it and then I came back and I watched it and I listened to it again. And then I, I felt sadness in that video. It appeared to me that it was people that were in the audience that was strategically and methodically placed in the audience. And they were brought there for one reason. It, was, it wasn't what it was. A, they were making it be about something that it wasn't. It was sad to see that the people in that room that would never be in council chambers again. And that made me sad because I felt like those people weren't there because they loved the city. Like obviously the people in these council chambers do. They weren't there because they love the city. They were there for another agenda and that made me sad. So I feel that that set the tone for Ms. Long's administration. first 
couple times or so that we had people that came to to a council meeting and they happened to be um, school parents who were predominantly black. Then it was, oh, we were stacking the the audience against them. And it's like, no, they're citizens. We didn't recruit them. They came to a council meeting. I didn't make a one phone call to any of them to say, come to the council meeting. And if you're intimidated by the fact that you're looking out there and it's, you know, black citizens that are sitting out there in the chairs, uh, you know, who does that fall on? When Shauna O'Shea said the mayor took away the council's right, it was an interesting way to phrase it. The year before, in 2015, there was a charter review commission to recommend changes to the city council on how to improve the charter. Her husband, Jim O'Shea, was the chair. Other people affiliated with Change NCH sat on the committee too, including Nick Link. Perhaps the biggest change the commission recommended was that the city administrator, the law director, and the finance director would all need to be approved by the council before being hired. It would be similar to how the President of the United States appoints cabinet officials and the Senate confirms them. You would think the Change NCH Council would have enthusiastically sent those changes to the voters in 2015. But they didn't. From what I was told, they felt it was too expensive to put the revisions in the mail for people to read. Former council president Sean Feeney. Uh, city council would have to pay to print a copy of both the old charter as well as the new amended charter and mail that to every citizen of uh, North College Hill. And so the cost of doing that is somewhere in between 10000 and 15000 um, that was enough for the Change in CH members to say, whoa, whoa, whoa. The 2015 revisions, if they had passed, would not have been the only alteration Change NCH had inserted into the Charter. Beginning in 2011, a spin-off group called Citizens for a Better NCH successfully got three Charter amendments passed, amendments you might describe as good government. One made city elections officially nonpartisan. The second affected the hiring of the law director. And the last one put a 12-year term limit on any elected office. At that time, only three people exceeded the 12-year limit, Mayor Dan Brooks and two council members. One of them was Maureen Mason. Mason and a handful of others sued the city in federal court, saying that a retroactive term limit was unconstitutional. The judge agreed, and she struck down that portion of the charter. Do you think that lawsuit affected the relationships or the trust that existed on council? Hmm. I can tell you that having the feeling of having this whole charter amendment, to have people who go about this and you know that you personally are one of the targets to it, it it kind of leaves you, uh, you know, 
it makes it personal. It it really makes it like a personal attack. And you know, and feeling like, what have I done that would create this kind of animosity, this kind of of hostility that you would target me in such a way that you have just banned me for life for doing something that I have spent all of these years doing because, you know, I love the city, I love government, I love being a part of of it. And you've targeted me in that in that way. Yeah, I think it does affect how you view other people when you know that they must be harboring that kind of hostility towards you. If the charter changes from 2015 had passed and allowed the council to confirm the mayor's appointees, it had the potential to usher in a new era of cooperation. Or, perhaps, enable dysfunction beyond what we've even seen so far. But I would argue that the council did not need the revisions. They did not need the power to confirm appointees. They had it all along. They set the salaries. And it didn't matter whether the law director called their behavior despicable or not. They had just seen a city administrator for years get paid far more than they thought he should be. This was about control, but it was also about trust. Less of one meant more of the other. It wasn't Maureen Mason's fault that she needed a new city administrator. But Change North College Hill wasn't wrong to be skeptical of who was being hired and how exactly they were getting paid. So Cheryl took a very proactive approach with that council, which is good. That's what you need a city administrator in that kind of situation to do. So my job is to give you as much stuff as possible, information, and and give you the tools to make that decision. And she invited each and every one of them to private meetings to discuss what are their concerns and how can she, you know, communicate better with them? How can she bring them in the loop on things? And I've been really putting out fires all over these decisions and trying to stay in front of it and not let my staff be affected. Cheryl, I think, in my opinion, has been doing a good job. Um, She had to come in, clean up some stuff. It's acceptable. almost like a joke to you. I kinda... It's not a joke. Three years is not acceptable. I will have your pothole fits. She goes out into the community more. She focuses on building bigger and better relationships. Just to back up what Miss Long says, she is um, she has a very wide open door policy. So thank you. Thank you. As 2016 moved on, Cheryl Long was doing the work, learning the job and receiving compliments from residents and council members. Not everything went smoothly. North College Hill had no permanent finance director until the summer. And when the administration did find someone fully qualified, the council predictably was anxious about her pay. And, just like the previous year, the council failed to give enough money to the city administrator. After Friday, I have to wait until this is taken care of in order to show up to work and be able to do my job. So they rushed into a Saturday morning meeting to get her back to work. It would take some council members a long time to get past how the city administrator was chosen and what she was being paid. 
In fact, Council wouldn't even pass a proper salary ordinance for her until December, after she had been on the job for 11 months. That was a source of irritation for Long, who saw it as a personal slight. All I'm saying is, is that if you're going to do something with it, do something with it, because what, how I am taking it is pure disrespect. And that's all I'm saying. Just figure it out. Do you think there's anything that Change NCH does that has to do with race? <sighs> well, the two people that they have tried to undervalue that they have gone after that way happen to be a black man and a black woman. He's physically showing up and doing a job. Secondly, we have a group of volunteers who will probably dismantle if they do not have a leader. In the fall of 2016, the council was in the middle of yet another salary fight. This situation was a little different. The city's charter said that the administrator had to appoint a recreation director, someone to coordinate activities in the community. For two years, the man unofficially filling that role was Gregory Moore. At first, he was a contractor for the nonprofit that ran the recreation side of the city center, which had the gymnasium and classrooms for rent. But it didn't take long for the nonprofit to walk away from the city center. And with that, they walked away from Gregory Moore. But for whatever reason, Moore stayed right where he was. Did you think to stop working when you weren't getting paid? Uh, to my to my chagrin detriment, no. But I, but I, there was there was a greater goal for me, you know, to be honest, and not to, you know, I'm a religious guy, but there was just a calling. I, I didn't want to leave some of that work undone. We had some things going on. A double dutch program uh, was was rolling. And I thought that potentially the city may see it the great work we were doing. and I could keep the building running with the things I was doing, with the rentals and uh, with the summer program. And I could, you know, I could make it work. And we just kept it going. So I said, we're gonna keep it going as long as we can. And the city manager was behind me 100%. Uh, the new mayor was behind me. And I just, you know, I said, until they put me out, we're just gonna keep it going. The administration noticed what Moore was doing. In April, the council began discussing hiring a recreation director. Greg Moore's resume rose to the top of the pile. By the early fall, it had become official. Moore would be the rec director, and he had a salary ordinance awaiting approval. In North College Hill, ordinances typically receive three readings, which means they appear on the agenda in three separate council meetings. The first two readings passed by without any objection. But at the third reading, on October 3rd, suddenly the Finance Committee Chair, Mary Jo Zorb, had a major problem. And it was less to do with Greg Moore than it was a basic objection to the city center, period. I am of the opinion that we should be doing something other than proceeding blindly into putting a roof and going through with this building. And consequently, I don't know that I support paying an individual to work in a building that I'm not sure that we should have somebody in. 
Okay. So Do you kind have any suggestions? Um, I, I would support a de decrease in that salary, but I, I can't support that salary. Has this been discussed in finance? Council member Susie Whitlesbach questioned Zorb if she had brought this up in her finance committee. The answer was no. The city administrator was visibly frustrated about this last-minute change of heart. We've tried the volunteer route. I've reached out to colleges. Nope. I've, they're, I, this, what we're paying them is, is less than what other cities are paying for this position. This is a man who is more than qualified, and we are, should be very happy to have them. But this is another person that we are going to chase away from North College Hill because we are not going to make a decision about $1,000 a month. Even some change NCH council members seem taken aback by Zorb's abrupt new position. Finance, which I, I'm surprised it hasn't been discussed in finance to this point. The council appeared on the verge of taking a salary of $12,000 for an experienced part-time recreation director and slashing it further. As Mary Jo Zorb requested the ordinance be rerouted through her committee, Cheryl Long's voice shook. Because I'm going to have to go back to a man who's been doing a job and tell him that he's not getting a paycheck. And I'm sorry, at the end of the day, I'm here to run a city, but because of a lot of your decisions, over $1,000 is preventing me from keeping a lot of the people who are dedicated to this city. We're losing talent. And I, I, I'm sorry, but I don't understand it. A recess was called and the camera shut off. But a hot mic picked up the change NCH appointed clerk, Linda Stagman, questioning how Zorb was using the city center to justify cutting the salary. But what I didn't understand is that she said because she didn't want him working in this building. So that shouldn't have any, with that reason, then it doesn't matter what you pay him. So that objection... Well, and my only thing is, is that you guys, I'm more than open. Communicate to me beforehand. Yeah. Why are we yeah. waiting to the third for you to yeah. say this? I know. Crazy girl. Crazy. So what are you thinking? See, she brought up the fact of the um, didn't wanting that working in this building. So then it doesn't matter what you pay him because he's still going to be working in this building. When the cameras turned on again, audience members laced into the council for what just happened. We're either showing incompetence or sabotage in here. By the time you get to the third reading, you ought to be able to vote. And it seems like this happens meeting after meeting after meeting. You got someone that's done the job before who happens to be Caucasian. You don't have enough information and you stop it and you don't really give a reason other than it relates to the city center, which that's, that's not even a, a serious percentage of his duties. It seems like on his face there is another issue. Their actions look suspect. You know, this is getting out of hand. You know, that man works his rear end off up here. He really does. I've seen it every day. Helping them kids out, you know? And it's not right the way you're treating them. I have to agree with him. You're, I think you're prejudiced against them. Finally, Greg Moore stepped up to speak. I've never been disrespectful. I've never been out of order. I've never questioned anything. I didn't ask for the $1,000. I just said, I'm your man. I'm here. If it's 1400 but stop disrespecting me. I have a reputation over the city. I've been doing this all my life. And now it's like I'm, I'm some nobody that comes into trying to steal $12,000 a year. 
The next month, the council was still talking about an appropriate amount to pay more. The one with the dollar amount that we talked about? It is it has a dollar amount on it, yes. Okay, and what is that dollar amount? $600. Do you know that that's less than minimum wage? Yes, $600 is not even minimum wage. So no, you are stating a man with 20 years of experience is not even worth minimum wage. You've devalued I'm him not that much. That. I understand everything of what is going on. But I, with the minimum wage, I understand what you're, you're saying, Ms. Nichols. But there's, there's nothing that states that that's, he has to make minimum wage or he makes this much amount except for that ordinance. I, I just wanted to comment on what Ms. O'Shea said. I do believe that we can have a charter. The charter is our city rules, what we want to abide by. We also have to abide by Ohio law. And Ohio law states that minimum wage is $8.10. I don't think you would want to go on a job yourself and regardless of how many years you have and get paid less than minimum wage. I think that's an insult. After weeks and weeks of taking a monthly salary from $1,000 to $600 to just above minimum wage, the council in December approved giving their recreation director $9 per hour. At the end of 2016, the council was reviewing the budget for the next year. Back in January, everyone had agreed that the city administrator's salary would jump from $70,000 to $85,000. It was the compromise worked out with law director Bill Dieters. The problem was that one council member, Renee Stiles, no longer supported that deal. I asked for a performance evaluation from the mayor. And she declined and refused to do it, which is fine, whatever. So to me, I don't support a, pay, a 22% pay increase to city administrator to Miss Long. Also, you guys are talking budget cuts. We're going to have to cut. I'm just being up front to let you all know that I don't support that line item. And I won't support that line item. Well, fortunately, I, I, that has been already passed, meeting. so we don't have to so worry about that also, right now. when is the last time an employee in the city of North College Hill got a 22% pay increase? Please tell me. And can anyone tell me? And to do it without a performance evaluation or something tangible, concrete, to say, you know what? I brought in $3 million this year or I increased revenue this year, or I brought in... I manage a city that was about to be, employees were about to walk out, and a finance director that had a zero budget, and I, so what, what, what are you saying, Ms. Ms. Stiles? Ms. Orb. Yes. This, well, can you this, respond to that? This is a finance committee meeting, and as a council and, person, and you're talking about me. The city's finance director spoke up. Um, also, I will just, for the record, I'm getting a 21% wage increase as of January 1. And as your finance director, I have made no recommendations for any budget cuts. Stiles' comments caught the attention of one North College Hill resident. I have a series of questions for Ms. Stiles based on the December 27th meeting. Uh, I don't want any of them answered until I'm finished. I want to be able to use my whole time to get everything out. Brittany Feeney, the wife of Democratic Council President Sean Feeney, stood up in a meeting and read a lengthy list of questions, statements, opinions, and insinuations. And you do not think she deserves 
a raise to make her pay equal to what her degrees deserve because she hasn't been here very long. I will allow you to comment on that later. I don't think you're racist at all. Not even an ounce. But, excuse me, Mr. President, can you control the audience, please? This is my time to talk. The actions, while would probably, I don't think anybody really in the public would back them, but if somebody did decide to indulge us in a frivolous lawsuit, they would probably have a strong case because the past two people that have been given unfair wages for their experience have been black. I request that you go ahead and email me your questions. I will email you back the answer and I will be more than happy to read your, read the answers to your questions at our next scheduled council meeting. Can you go ahead and give me the answers to the ones I've already asked? You've asked a lot of questions. And, and I, warned you that, those, I warned you that ahead of time and you agreed to answer them for me. And so. most of those questions have a lot of detail to them. To her credit, on January 17th, Renee Stiles dedicated the last 15 minutes of the council meeting responding point by point to each of Brittany Feeney's questions. Ms. Long's education and experience as of January 16th were well below the stated qualifications. To insinuate that race and gender is an issue is insulting. What I know you said you didn't think Renee Stiles was a racist. What is the relationship between change NCH and race? There's a whole lot of insinuation, a whole lot of accusation, but I don't see anyone saying concretely, these are a bunch of racists, here's the proof. Well, that's... <laughs> um, there isn't a lot of proof. It's a lot of speculation. It's... I'm... They're not out there, you know, yelling horrible words at people, but they're not also focusing on taking care of the majority of the population, which is black. I mean... Yeah, if I, I could add, you know, there's no concrete evidence right there's no you know facebook posts that we could post to right. that's saying this but but you really got to take politicians by their actions have you ever been a city manager or in a similar position to be able to judge what constitutes fluff in regards to the job my answer to that is my employment history has no bearing on this topic this is a sentiment i heard from many of the democrats in north college hill that change NCH does not look out for the black population or appreciate the black employees. Of the people I was able to speak to affiliated with change, they naturally saw no validity in that. For the record, it is true the Democrats have had more black council members over the years, but most recently, they only fielded three candidates in the 2017 election, and two of them were white. Change NCH does have one black council member who was appointed in early 2017. She's fairly quiet in the meetings. She does not really offer a window into her philosophy like the others do. She was also not interested in talking with me for this story. Almost every Democrat felt a mixture of confusion and sympathy for her. They just didn't understand why she would want to be a part of a group that they saw as having racial motivations. 
And I am aware that our legal system allows people to file lawsuits for just about anything. As a matter of fact, I do recall that Mayor Mason and Mr. Long, in conjunction with a few others, filed a lawsuit against the City of North College Hill and the Hamilton County Board of Elections in 2013. Unfortunately, I have no control over our legal system. To your point about them underpaying or uh, chipping away at yes. the black employees who were brought in, Cheryl Long, Mr. Moore. Greg Moore, they also had as their number one target Mark Fitzgerald and then Bill Dieters and then Maureen Mason and Shannon Holmer. So it seems like... And Maureen Mason herself said when she presented Cheryl Long as her choice, you would have you would have taken a whack at anyone yes. I nominated as my city administrator. So is it the case that their singular focus on, as you said, power would have affected anyone, black, white, male, female, who they saw as in their way? I believe in the cases of... Um Miss Long and Mr. Moore that it was absolutely like I said I don't think that their actions were necessarily racist race driven towards them I think that was more their hatred for you're a part of you know the old crew from the Dan Brooks uh, side of the aisle is how I can only imagine they see it um but I, I think their their more their racial game comes in more when we're not taking care of the city center that the majority of our black teens, black children um, are using. I do not recall Mr. O'Shea viciously and verbally attacking any any individual in the manner in which was displayed on December 27th, in my opinion. To review specific in all council meetings, please visit the icrctv.com. The end. Over the years, the city council would put the brakes on wage increases. They brought up a salary freeze for seemingly no reason. And they slow walked a payout to the old finance director who was threatening to sue for what the city owed her. In one sense, this reluctance to spend money was exactly what Dan Brooks had encountered decades ago in North College Hill. But to me, it's extremely likely that if the infamous salary combination by Mayor Brooks had never happened, the Change Council would have more reason to trust the administration and less reason to keep compensation on the tightest of leashes. Something to keep in mind is that what a city council says or does actually matters. It can affect morale. It can affect the type of people who want to work for the city. It can affect what businesses choose to open up in North College Hill. Anyone can Google the name of a city, and if what comes up is all negative, people think twice about going there. Throughout 2016, salaries were not the only crisis in the city government. Pressure was mounting for the council to make a decision about whether to tear down their own home and what would happen to the people inside. But those parents are happy that their kids don't have to run up and down the street and have nowhere to go. So when we say they're in dirt and we say how horrible that building is, that is providing something for our residents. 
next time. Please support Tear It Down by supporting our sponsor, Rhyming Regards. It's time that you rise and break through. Set aside others' woes that accrue. You cannot assist if you only exist. Let this be the year you do you. Rhyming Regards is the one-stop shop for all of your limerick needs. Have them create custom announcements, holiday cards, and drip marketing campaigns. Or choose from existing designs starting at $1.39. That's RhymingRegards.com.